Well, that's an amazing story. <laughs> it's an amazing story, and Christians all over the world have the same response to a story like that. It's a response of joy. It's a response of hope. It's a response of promise. And all over the world, we celebrate stories like that. In fact, we have a word for the way we celebrate stories like that. In fact, we have a, we have a whole festival built around stories like that. We have a whole, a whole kind of plan around how we will celebrate the fact that Jesus came into the world and that people can experience this. We call it Christmas. And it's our word as the followers of Jesus. It's a thing we've been doing for 2,000 years, celebrating these stories and, and, and retelling them and, and engaging in this incredible, incredible experience of people meeting God in their everyday life, people encountering the presence and the person of Jesus in normal experiences in ex extraordinary ways. And so every year as Christians, we just take a little time and we sort of look at one another and we say, isn't this amazing? Like, isn't it awesome what God does in the world? Isn't it incredible that Jesus has come into the world to change things? And we've written a bunch of songs and we go mad. We make food and we have parties and we put up trees and we decorate them and we put lights around our homes because we are so excited about what it means to have Jesus in the world with us. Every year, we bring out Christmas and unpack the excitement again and engage in this story. Our word, in fact, our festival, has gotten used in many different places. And you will hear people sing about our festival in fascinating ways because it's such an amazing celebration. But sometimes I feel like they are singing about an unopened box. I really do. We put all of Christmas, we pack it down into four big class plastic containers. About three years ago, we got really organized. And I went off to Bunnings, and I bought some of those plastic containers. And each year, we pack it down. And when it comes to the beginning of December, we go get the four plastic buckets out from underneath the stairs. And we take out the bits and pieces which we use to celebrate. Decorations that go on the Christmas tree. There's a story for every one of them. Things that, you know, the red runner that sits on the table. And there's always a conversation. Will this do one more year or do we need to buy another one? All the different bits and pieces, the little figurine that sits in its place. And it's so much fun to unpack that box and to engage in the history and the memories. Do you unpack your spiritual box each Christmas. Christians are invited to do this, and it's a wonderful privilege to unpack the, the stories of Jesus at work in our world and the significance of the Bible verses that we read and the, the carols that we sing and the, the, the stories that define us. It's our privilege to unpack it. I sometimes feel that some of the Christmas celebration in our wider community, it's like me bringing the four boxes up, putting them in the hallway in a straight line and say, there you go, there's Christmas. Can you feel it? It's fascinating the way songs get written about the spirit of Christmas. Believe me, you don't want the spirit of Christmas. You want to open the box and meet the Holy Spirit of the living God, who is the source of this life and of this promise. When Christians celebrate this thing called Christmas, 
we are acknowledging and engaging with the beautiful truth of stories like Ellie's and stories like Rebecca's and stories like mine and like many of yours and hoping for many more stories about God directly involved in people's lives. And that's why we celebrate Christmas once a year and witness to the truth of what Jesus is doing in our year all, all in, in our world all year long. I sometimes think about and wrestle with ways to make it more plain, to help people see the joy and the privilege more directly. If you will, ways of helping, helping people open the spiritual box at Christmas because there's so much beauty and good in there. And I, I undertook a sort of a thought experiment in the last few weeks as I was thinking about Christmas, and I thought, what would happen if we reversed the words Christmas and witness? So Christmas is, is our noun. It describes the day that we celebrate. And witness is our verb. It's, it's us as followers of Jesus getting excited and telling stories like this one of Ellie's and, and, and these amazing stories of God at work. What would happen if we reversed them? We made, we made witness the noun, and we made Christmas the verb. To Christmas. Have you been Christmased? When was the last time you went Christmasing? What would happen if we made, if we made Christmas the verb? What would happen if Christmas was not the day of the year when you tried to be most prepared and when you tried to bring your best self to the festival, my goodness, to make sure it went well? What if Christmas was often the worst day in somebody's year, the least prepared, the messiest day until they got Christmased? Until, until something came into their life unexpected, perhaps even unbidden, and just blew their socks off. What if Christmas were the verb that Christians used everywhere? And we meet in the post office. And I say to Mike, did you hear? Did you hear? Mary got Christmased. And Mike says, no joke. Tell me about it. I say, yeah, true, true. He said, nobody needs to be, Mike says, nobody needs to be Christmas more than Mary. Poor soul. What has been happening to her? Tell me what happened. Well, a few people got together and they, they went around to her place and they washed every dish in her sink. They hired a counselor. A few people moved in for a week, week and a half to help stabilize some of her situation. Others have made a promise to walk with her for a month as she works through her depression. Someone else leaned in is looking after the kids. And have you, have you talked to Mary recently? I mean, there's a transformation in that woman's life. Sat around and prayed in her house and leaned into some of her struggles and helped and asked God to bring some deep healing into her life. And, and God showed up. Sometimes he's a cloud man. Sometimes he's a smoke man. Sometimes he's a very present help in time of trouble. He showed up and Mary got Christmased. And Mike says, that's awesome. Let's go Christmas somebody else. What if Christmas were our verb? And if all around the neighborhood we celebrated Christmasing, if we went to each other and said, who do we need to go in Christmas? Who do we need to go and, and lean into their lives in such a way that God becomes more present and more real and his truths and his promises and his joys are opened up? That's what we're called to. That's what the followers of Jesus are actually invited to. I've just reversed the words, but, but I'm having a play. Th that's what we're meant to do, is to live out that sort of vision all the time. Have you been Christmased? Have you? Have you had God, God's like, power come into your life in a way that shook things up? 
Have you, have you, because God, God visits, God visits depressed people and refugees and millionaires and people whose lives are full and people whose, li- whose lives are lost. And, 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 and he doesn't just come when all the preparations are made and the house is decorated and everything is polished and now I can open the door and let them in. He comes on the worst day of your life. He comes when there are dishes in the sink and everything's in a mess and, and, and there are no preparations. And this is what Christmas is about. And it's what the New Testament celebrates, and it's what the followers of Jesus celebrates. How about if we turn Christmas into a verb, and all the time we were focused through our everyday experience on Christmasing each other and Christmasing our communities and bringing God's kingdom to bear in our world? Why, then we could, we could have Witness Day once a year. Instead of witnessing all the time, have you noticed how our Christian words have gotten kind of dull on the edges and kind of, kind of not as effective? And, and words like Christmas get hijacked and used in all kinds of places. Well, let's reclaim our words. But let's reclaim the vision that underlies those words of what Jesus is on about. What would it be like to make witness pudding once a year? And as you stir up the ingredients, you just think about all the good things that God has done in your life. And you celebrate a witness to who God is. What would it be like to put up a witness tree and you hang on it reminders of all the people in your world, all the prayers, all the, all the deeds, all the wonders of God's love and engagement. We could write witness carols and we could come to a witness service and we could sing the witness songs and we could celebrate what God has done. Well, my prayer for you is that you have a great witness day and that you get Christmased. That you get Christmased. That you are able to experience Ellie's story, Rebecca's story in Nepal. There will be someone in your experience, someone in your circle for whom Christmas is so real they can taste it, for whom Christmas is so wonderful They sing the carols with a full heart. And that's the person that you need to talk to this Christmas and ask about these things. It's the person you need to be with and pray if you're a follower of Jesus and and, and, and seek out some answers if you're not. Because we live in a world that Christians do a lot of witnessing and people don't really like that. They do a lot of talking and it doesn't seem to get home. And then we all get together and we celebrate Christmas. It's Christmas. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. What does that even mean? What does that even mean? No, Christmas is in in the box. Open it up and experience grace and forgiveness and promise and love that will blow your mind. It will transform your life. It will change communities. It will change our world. I want this morning to, this evening, practicing for tomorrow, I want this evening to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry because you have opened the box of all of its promises. Merry because you have heard the witness of the truth of these things. Merry because Christmas has touched you like a verb. It has touched you like a living truth and transformed your world. Let me lead us in prayer. Loving God, we thank you, we praise you, we celebrate your gift.
Christmas is not the day when everything is prepared and then you come. The first Christmas was you coming because the world needed you, coming because things were broken, coming because your spirit wants to enter our chaos and bring new creation. So, Lord, we welcome you. We welcome you again. We welcome you to touch our lives and our families. We welcome you to engage in amazing ways. Show us your faith, your face, and stir up our faith and awaken God the wonder of your promise in our hearts. We love this season. We love this privilege to celebrate at Christmas. Make the witness of your love real and the truth of our experience of Christmas vital and dynamic in us and around us for your name's sake and for your glory. We pray it in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Can I invite you to stand to your feet as we sing?